Thank you for tuning in to Aggie Catholic Talks. This recording is from a summer Magnify talk by Father Will Rooney, who spoke to us about friendship. Magnify is a monthly event at St. Mary's with a talk by a guest speaker, followed by praise and worship, adoration, and community. Howdy, guys. Howdy. How's it going? I'm class of 13 from a So that means that I've been out of school now for 10 years. And it's kind of crazy to think about that. Kevin up there has been out of school uh, for 11 years. Is that correct, Kevin? So Kevin and I went to high school and college together. Um, it's kind of crazy. And so did Father Chris and I. Um, and that's actually what uh, we're talking about. Not Kevin and I's relationship or Father Chris and I's relationship, but uh, friendship. Friendship and the Eucharist and the fact that Jesus invites us into friendship with God. Now, uh, the pagan philosopher Aristotle said that without friends, no man would choose to live, even if he had every other good. So you can think about like all of the goods of the world, wealth and pleasure and honor and glory and fame and all of those things. If you had every one of those things, but you didn't have anyone to share uh, life with, you would rather give up some of those things to have friends, right? There's this reality of the goodness of shared life. Um, in particular, there's the goodness of what uh, Aristotle calls like uh, a virtuous friendship. So uh, there's different types of friendships, and these are based on the different types of things that are pursued and good. Uh, so the person at Chick-fil-A is my friend, right? Insofar as he or she uh, smiles at me, gives me Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets and Chick-fil-A sauce, right? Chick-fil-A sauce, everybody? You guys good with that? Yeah. Whoop, right? Uh, and, uh, and then uh, gives me those things that I very much desire, I say thank you, and that person says, my pleasure, right? And this is the extent of our friendship. Um, and there's, you know, friendships that you have in your classes uh, as students, uh, they're called team projects, where you're pursuing that together, and it may not feel like a friendship, but you're actually, in what Aristotle would, would say is a friendship of utility. We have to do this together, or we're both going to fail. Um, that's kind of, I, heard, I see a, a, a nodding head right there. Very, if you're going through that right now, I'm sorry, you know, like that's just the reality of, of life. Um, and and the, the best type of friendship is the type of friendship where two friends desire the good for one another and they desire the good considered kind of uh, supremely. And that type of friendship is durable. That type of friendship lasts, that type of friendship yeah, will endure a lot of different things. And, and often it's the case, at least this is the, the truth of my own life, that friendships sometimes begin with um, utility or, or having a good time together. Uh, but then out of that larger group of people, you kind of develop a relationship with, uh, with, with another person that is based on mutual goodwill, shared knowledge, and... Um, and the pursuit of the good. See, that type of understanding of friendship stands very much in contrast to what, um, like what we understand, what the culture that we live in kind of understands as friendship. 
We struggle to sometimes approach friendship because we've lost an understanding of a shared good. Every group of friends is bound together by some pursuit of a shared good. And, um, you know, while social media uh, has given some, has some benefits in the world, I still haven't found many of them. Um, it's also created this kind of weird standard for friendship. Uh, a standard that would have been found laughable for much of human history. But we haven't completely lost our love of friendship. If you think of the great stories that we tell, um, or the, the movies that you love to watch, things like Lord of the Rings, uh, even like something that's uh, kind of a comic as uh, just kind of crazy is like Avengers, right? They're, all of these stories, they center on some type of friendship. Right? The great works of literature they have friends who go together on a journey. And we all, in our own lives, we all want friends, right? Um, from the very first day of kindergarten, when you walked into your classroom, like you, there was this desire in a certain sense, even if you were shy, like I want to be part of the, this group of people. I want to make a friend. Um, I, we have a Catholic school over at St. Joe's, and it's it's really uh, interesting to see how that all works out in those classes from the outside. Um, and we desire not only to have friends, but to actually there's a deep desire in our hearts, written into our hearts, to be a good friend, to be one. That, that others can depend on, that others um, are, are able to, to count on when it really counts. That desire, I think, brothers and sisters, reflects uh, something that's written deep in our hearts. That from the beginning, we were created for friendship with God. And in fact, I think, at least in my own life, uh, this this concept of friendship, this this. Uh, this idea of studying friendship um, had, like, has become somewhat of a passion for me because in part, what makes the gospel so compelling, right, the good news of Jesus Christ, is that it's a story of friendship lost and friendship regained. Right? That God, was, God created man and woman and created us in his own image and likeness and he called us into communion with himself and we betrayed him and, and we, we went away from him and Christ calls us back. He calls us back into friendship. And so I just want to take a minute here, a couple minutes, and think about friendship in, in terms of, of Jesus and like what Jesus does for us. So in order to do that, you think about what friendship is. Um, friendship is mutual goodwill in pursuit of the good with a shared knowledge of the people involved. Right? Mutual goodwill in pursuit of the good with a shared knowledge of the people involved. So what does that look like? Christ makes all three of those things possible for us. On the night before he died, Jesus told his disciples, this is my favorite verse in the Bible, he said, I no longer call you slaves, but rather I've called you friends. For a slave does not know what his master is doing, but rather I have shared everything that my father has given to me with you. I've shared it all with you. Since friendship lies primarily in the pursuit of the good, 
right? Going together with your friend towards some good. Jesus makes known all good to his disciples. Namely, he reveals the Father's, he reveals the Father to him, to the, to the disciples, right? The friendship of Christ and his followers is based on a shared focus upon the Father as the supreme good, right? Jesus says that he does everything because it's the will of his Father. He, he loves the Father and the Father loves him and he pursues the Father with all his heart, right? This is, and then he reveals that relationship to his disciples. It's not a friendship of utility or pleasure, but of the shared communion with the Father in and through the Holy Spirit. He reveals to us, he reveals the Father to us that participating in the divine life through him, we might be raised up to share the greatest good which is with him, which is the divine life of the Trinity itself. Right? We're, we're called into friendship. St. Thomas Aquinas goes so far to say that the charity which God pours into our hearts by the Holy Spirit is friendship. He identifies it as that. It's, it's this beautiful gift. So Christ, uh, he reveals a, a good that we can pursue with him together. And he, he wills that for us, right? So we said that it was um, the pursuit of the good, mutual goodwill and knowledge of a person, right? That makes a friendship. So Christ reveals the good that we can pursue to him, with him. He also, uh, he wills our good. Think about that. Jesus wills your good. He wills my good. He lays down his life and the ultimate revelation of the Father's love for us and for his disciples is, as his disciples, is his sacrifice on the cross. Christ makes known who the Father is and every, and that every human person is invited to share in uh, what he has heard from his Father, right? In all of those things that he's heard from his Father. What God ultimately reveals in, so that's the, the sharing, like going in mutual goodwill, right? And then what God ultimately reveals is himself, a person. Right? It's not three persons, actually. Uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God ultimately reveals in Jesus Christ is himself. Not merely the facts about himself, but he draws us into intimate and unceasing communion. Now, this is the thing about friendship, though. Friendship requires a choice. Like every, every without fail, every friendship begins when someone takes a risk. When someone steps outside of their comfort zone, when someone decides, I'm, I'm going to invite that person, I'm going to to, to play with that person, right, when we were real, real little. I'm going to invite that person to, to do this thing. Every friendship begins with some sort of risk. And the, the friendship which the disciples are offered in Christ also requires a risk, a great risk. And God pours himself out. He offers himself for you and for me. 
and he makes himself completely available. Now we might, we might ask this question though. Okay, that's all good. Um, Jesus came and he, he reveals the Father. Uh, he, he does all those things. But um, how, do, how do I share life with him? The disciples um, certainly shared a common life with him. Um, he walked with them. He ate with them. Uh, they, Curtis Martin says, uh, he basically went camping with them for the for three years, right? Like it was the longest, most extended camping trip that you could imagine. Um, you'd have to go to REI for like weeks and weeks to get all the stuff that you need to put in your bag, right? Um, be a lot of money. Um, my, my friends and I like to go backpacking, and last time we went backpacking, you know, you could get a really nice hotel for the amount of money that we spent on backpacking gear to sleep outside, right? Like. It's like, okay, here we go. But um, man, those stars, the stars get you. So the problem is, how do, how do, we, uh, how do we know the friendship of Christ? Right? If we talk about friendship is, is sharing, is this mutual goodwill, is the, the mutual knowledge of a person. Like how do you, how do I, living now here, encounter Christ? You can think of all those times that Jesus spent with his disciples and we might be tempted to a little bit of jealousy. But friends, Jesus comes to us. He is, his presence continues in the church, especially in the sacraments. Put more precisely, Christ makes himself present in all the sacraments. St. Leo the Great says that what was present in the, what was till then, until the ascension was present in the physical presence in our Redeemer was changed into a sacramental presence for us. And that's above all true of the Holy Eucharist. You know, um, the bishops of the United States have asked us to be in a time of Eucharistic revival in our country right now. And, and to focus on the fact that Jesus is truly and really present in the Eucharist and he comes to dwell with us. You remember that verse from the first chapter of John, and the word was made flesh and he dwelt among us. Well, he dwells among us. He comes and he makes himself present. And so Jesus says to you and to me, it is not you who chose me, but I who chose you. I'm coming to you. Just like as, as he came to Peter and Andrew and James and John and to Mary and Martha and to Lazarus and, and to all I come for you. I desire you. I'm making myself vulnerable for you. And you think about how the initiative in this friendship that we have with Jesus, it lies entirely with him. I did not choose, you did not choose me, but I, rather I chose you. I've come for you. Friends, Will you accept Jesus' offer of friendship? That's, that's the way I think of being a disciple, right? When I think of being a disciple, I think of accepting Jesus' offer of friendship. Right? Jesus is my Lord, he's my savior, he's my redeemer, and he's my friend. Right? He's the one who wills my good, even to the end. And that's the first question that I, I propose to you today. If you've never accepted Jesus, at, like, if you never said, yeah, I want to be your friend, Jesus, do it today, right? Like, today, right now, you can just say, Jesus, I want to be your friend. 
I accept your offer of friendship. The second flows from it, the second challenge. And this is maybe particularly for those who have already been trying to follow Jesus. Will you seek to be as Christ is to you, to others? You know, a characteristic of every good, true friendship is that it remains open to the introduction of another. Every good and true friendship remains open to the introduction of another person into that friendship. It's not threatened by it, but rather it rejoices in it, right? Because um, this openness to another who's appropriately qualified as a friend arises as we recognize that we possess each friend that we have not less but more as the number of those with whom we share him increases. As C.S. Lewis uh, writes in his book, The Four Loves, um, kind of paraphrasing him here, that friendship's ability to grow in strength and depth and joy through the addition of another makes it resemble heaven itself, where the very multitude of the blessed, which no man can number, increases the fruition which each has of God. For every soul seeing him in her own way doubtless communicates that unique vision to all the rest. So you can kind of think of like in heaven, each one of us will see God in a particular way based on the unique way that Jesus has created us. And then we'll get to share that with one another. And our friendship with God is not threatened by our friendship with others. In fact, Jesus invites us to be as he is to us for others, to become as he is. Each one of us who receives the body and blood of Jesus worthily is united in friendship with Christ. Through our participation in the Eucharist, we grow in friendship with Christ day by day, Sunday by Sunday. And we grow in friendship with all the members of his mystical body. So will you be as he is to you for others? Now, that could be easier with people who are here in this room right now, right? People that you share a love for Christ. But the love of Christ is such that it extends even to those who are very far away, even to enemies, right? Like, that's, that's the risk that Jesus takes when he comes and he dies for us. St. Paul says that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still enemies of God, Christ died for us. And so the invitation is to even go beyond just the mystical body of Christ right now, but and to say to others, to invite others into relationship with Jesus based on the fact that you know him and that he knows you and that you are loved by him and you love him and thus you wish to make him known. Friends, this is the history of Christianity. Right there, that's how Christianity spread. That's what made it so different from every other religion. Because man could become friends with God. And you look at the, the stories of the great saints. You think of St. Saint Stephen, right? 
in Acts chapter 9, Paul, Saul, stones Stephen. And Stephen lays down his life, and Paul is converted. Over time and in different ways. And you can think now, friends, of, of the joy that Paul and Stephen have together in heaven. Right? Like, this is the type of love that we, we, we must have. You think of it, uh, Ananias um, going to Saul, right? The guy who's been killing Christians, Jesus says, go to that guy. Go to that guy and proclaim the gospel to him. Go to that guy and baptize him. Invite him into the communion of believers. Invite him into friendship. This is how we are to live in the world, friends. So that's the second challenge. That's the second question, which arises so naturally from the first. The first being, will you accept Jesus' offer of friendship today? And then will you be as he is to you for others? Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, we come before you and we thank you and we glorify you as we prepare to see you in the Eucharist once again. We ask that you would grant us hearts open, open to your gift of friendship, open to your gift of love, open to salvation. Lord, send your spirit down upon us also that we might be inspired to go forth from this place and make you known. Jesus, we love you. Help us love you more. Amen.